and welcome to the first iteration of our new podcast. Uh, my name is Connor. Joining me today is one Mr. Nick. Nick, say hello to the people. Hi, guys. I'm sure you missed these friendly voices for those of you that were with us from the olden days, the Blue 42 days. Ah, uh, yes, the Blue 42 days. Hey, uh, Nick, this is our first podcast in about six months. Do you want to recap everybody who may not know what the hell happened to us? Well, yeah, we pretty much went MIA about um, a month before the playoffs started. And in three words in one letter, um, copyright infringement, P. Diddy, that's the reason. Yeah. We, we got dinged for – we basically hit um, enough listeners where it triggered an audit with the uh, the, the – platform that hosted our pods and because our intro song was a p diddy song which is bad boys for life yeah uh i don't even know if we're allowed to say that but we <laughs> you know what i we we had a lot of we had a long email chain with p, p. diddy's lawyers and they kind of said listen you can't play it but you can you can you can sing those three lines if you need to so <laughs> yeah. so anyways we got uh we got enough listeners and um they triggered an audit and every single episode had that song in it and that ended up with us getting shut down and then by the time we were kind of clear to go again it was already like pretty much the season was done (laughs) so so what what was the point so anyways um if you guys remember those of you who were with the blue 42 podcast we uh we had an episode in like the beginning of the year with our buddy tyler that's right. The big Browns fan. Yeah, the guy that was yelling the entire podcast about the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also has a podcast with, with another one of our buddies. So we actually kind of rolled all of our pods in together along with some other friends. And now we've got a little group. So yeah, yeah, the, we're better- the behind the behind the wheel media group. Behind a couple media, podcasts. And uh, yeah, so we're with our second lease on life here. We're, we're now... well. Well, before before we before we tease the name here, Nick, uh, I'm going to just interject quickly. Uh, Kevin Tyler have a really popular podcast. It's the Four by Four and their uh, their football podcast, where they talk pretty much what me and you used to do, right? Yeah. Uh, but me and you and the Blue Forty Two episodes used to go head to head on gambling. We used to do a lot more fantasy, so they actually brought us on. So we're going to be the behind the wheel uh, fantasy and gambling arm. And uh, so, sorry, Nick, without any further ado, I just wanted to make sure that the people knew our content before before teasing the name because it makes a hell of a lot more sense when uh, when they know that. Yeah, that, that's true. So now with our second lease on life here, we're, we're the double or nothing pod. And uh, obviously, this is our second go around. We're talking about gambling. It makes sense. We have a very sophisticated listener, so I'm sure you guys all got it. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty straightforward. Um, listen, uh, enough chopping onions. I'm, I'm getting sad talking about our old baby, the Blue Forty Two podcast. But um, did you uh, did you happen to watch uh, any of the draft last night, Nick? I I, I may have seen you on uh, on on Blue uh, on Behind the Wheels live stream. Uh, How did you like the draft last night, round one? I'm not gonna lie. About ten minutes in, I was nervous. Okay. Um, I was really nervous. I was a little bit sad about 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in. Why, why would that be? Because the Washington franchise managed to not screw it up, and they actually took the best player in the draft, Chase Young. They did. They're in, 
Hey, hey, new, 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 new podcast, but we we still continue not to say that Washington football team's name. Yeah, it's pretty. Still, yeah, still, it's kind of weird. Like, still hard against it. It's still racist. So, well. <laughs> yeah. So Chase Young goes two. Uh, so your Giants aren't going to get him at four. How did you like the Giants pick? It was fine. Like uh, I'm kind of I'm at the point where. I saw what Gettleman did last year with Daniel Jones, and I questioned the shit out of the pick. And it turns out he was really good. Like as far as rookies go, I haven't seen a lot of rookies do that much better than him with zero O line help. And Saquon was hurt for so much of the year, so I I was already going in like, okay, well, whatever he picks, like I'm not going to be as hard on it because I've already seen that you know he can yeah. put together good drafts, and then. I take the best run blocking tackle who's safe and it makes sense. Like if you've got Saquon and you want to build this as a run first offense and play action yeah, heavy, exactly. Like the, the quarterback's best friend is play action anyways. Right. Yeah. It makes sense to me. And then Definitely. then draft progresses and just, this is just very quickly skimming over before we go into depth on anything. <laughs> the Cowboys who just had like an all pro center retire because of Guillaume Barr disease. Yeah, what the hell they, was that? That's crazy. On the best center in the draft and take another receiver. Like, how, you don't no. even run 11 personnel because you've got Zeke in the back. Uh, yeah. So I that know. made me happy because it's like, also look at all the talent they lost on defense. And then the fucking Eagles, like, I don't know what, I think Howie Roseman's still drunk from two years ago from the Super Bowl because. What were they doing not taking Jefferson? It made sense when they, to me. They took, like, took Jalen Rager, who's a small speed receiver, and I put speed in quotations because the fucking guy ran like a 4.5, almost a 4.6 with the combine. <laughs> you know what that tells me? Because you, so me and Connor have this conversation before the draft, and we're talking about our receivers because obviously it's like the sexiest position. And he's saying, oh, you know, my, my only concern with CD, and this is the same concern that I have, is playing the Big 12, there's not a lot of competition, especially right. against yeah. DBs-wise. Jalen Rager... He tests out and says that he's not fast. He looks fast on the film, but you know what that tells me? It tells me that he played against inferior competition. TCU's in the same conference as as Oklahoma, right? And Oklahoma, time after time, has fielded better teams and put more NFL-ready talent into the draft. So, yeah, You're yeah, right, so, man. It, so that's, they're saying, like, that's a bad pick. And that made me happy because now I know at least the Cowboys and the Eagles, the two teams that are on top of us, in my opinion, didn't do a great job. I don't think didn't do a great job, but... Now, there's this one video circulating of, uh, you know, when CeeDee Lamb gets gets drafted, um, his girlfriend grabs his, he's got like two phones going, I guess like one's to see, you know, which team's going to call him and the other one he's doing Twitter, I don't know. But uh, as he's on the phone with presumably the Cowboys and he's going, yeah, yeah, I'm super excited to, to be part of your team. His girlfriend grabs in his left hand his second cell phone to you know whatever look at it or whatever and cd looks at her shakes his head no grabs it back that shows me he's got awareness he's got quick hands he's going to be a great receiver just based on that four second clip <laughs> that's and, that's your entire evaluation right there that's my entire evaluation so so nick you're obviously a giants fan I'm obviously a Texans fan. I do want to do a little bit of a round two preview before tonight's draft because obviously the Texans don't have a first round pick. And so I'm looking forward to the the team's first pick tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, I thought it could be uh, fun if we just look at the first round as it happened last night mm-hmm. and kind of team fit aside. I thought it could be fun to look and see who was the best value 
draftee last night who may have taken a bit of a tumble. So who got the best value prospect wise um, out of everybody? I know that we were talking a little bit before this and uh, there was a couple people on your list, but I wanted to actually put it on paper here and, and, and get your answer out. Well, give me one second because I'm pulling up the picks. Can you buy me some time? Here? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to buy you some time here, buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel lost for you. If I was to answer the same question, I've got two picks that I loved and they fell a little bit more than most of the mocks had them. Uh, my first one was Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. Now, Kev, who hosts, uh, you know, another behind the wheel podcast, huge Cardinals fan. He on the live draft last night, which you guys need to check out the replay of, if you haven't seen it, it was awesome. It'll be on Facebook. We'll, we'll link to it after the pod. He was saying, on last night's show, listen, I like the pick, but is Arizona's defense going to know what to do with them? Right. And that's kind of what I'm saying where I don't, I don't necessarily want to talk scheme or fit or coaching or, you know, roster. I loved Isaiah Simmons falling to eight. And like, if, if I'm Arizona, I'm taking that 10 times out of 10, the other one. And I know that we have laughed about it. Uh, earlier in the pod, but I actually really do like CD lamb going to the, to the Dallas Cowboys puts a little bit of a chip on our shoulder to fall. Was it to 17, Nick? Uh, 17. Yeah. I've got to pull. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you're right. They probably should have drafted a center. They probably should have gotten some depth on the offensive line, but you now have Dak Prescott, who is a, you know, not top five QB, but he's B plus. He had a fringe MVP candidacy last year. Uh, you've got Ezekiel Elliott, who's still, you know, call him top six, top five running back in the league. Amari Cooper that just signed that nice deal. Uh, Michael Gallup, he's still around. Like these are now, if you're looking at CeeDee Lamb coming out of the slot or on the, uh, you know, Z receiver that's not getting doubled because Cooper's going to get most of your doubles, like that's kind of dangerous. Um, and I don't hate what Dallas's defense looked like last year. I know you're a Giants fan, but uh, if I'm looking at the NFC East right now, I'm, I'm, I am actually kind of happy with where the Cowboys ended up. Yeah. So I, it's a good pick. Like, I, I know that they obviously went best player on their board because I think he's a hell of a player, and I was surprised that he fell that far. Like I was very surprised he went after Judy. Um, but my, the reason that I was happy that the Cowboys took him was just because like they already have Amari, they already have Gallup, they've got Z, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got an offense that doesn't run a ton of eleven personnel. So, and they've got a quarterback situation that hasn't even been solved. Like they still haven't resigned. Dak. This is a good point. This so, is a good so point. My, my the reason that I was happy was more that they didn't address areas that are bigger needs for them. Like they they were adding to a strength. It's like if they took if they took um, the top running back in the draft. Like they've already got Zeke, right? Right. Third, a game that's great, but it's not. I see what you mean. It's kind of it's kind of beating a dead horse. But listen, I, I mean, just if we're looking at prospects prior to the draft cd lamb was my number one receiver i cannot believe that two receivers went before him so i think dallas got a steal here uh who, who's your pick or or picks okay so the first name that just pops off of the uh the board to me is justin jefferson for the vikings because oh. in for me so i had him as like my two slash three receiver and the reason okay. two slash three is because like i think that he's a better receiver than rugs but i understand if you want rugs because he doesn't have that speed he's a lot he's, a, he's, he's the, than, the raw athlete yeah, yeah with just that Justin, burning Justin speed. jefferson is a surprisingly good athlete though like 
he he ran like a four four three. So like that's like that is as high as all go and give you the benefit of the doubt and say like, okay, you could have taken two better steps and ran a four. Yeah. Like you're fast, yeah, yeah. Right. Like you're fast enough to run every route. He did run every route. Like he's a good player and he catches contested balls. But so for me, like I would have, you know, you could have tossed a coin between those two for me and uh, for him to fall to 22 to an offense that could really needed him because they didn't have receiver depth last year. Like they never had a third receiver. They had to re-sign their bust, Laquan Treadwell partway through the year. Yes, so, they did. Well, I mean, plus they lose Stephon Diggs this offseason, exactly. right? And, and that's where I was going. And they're they're an offense that is very they they stay in a two receiver set for most of the game. So they've already got that's over there. So that's a perfect fit. I loved that pick. And then the other pick that I really loved was just a couple picks before them was Caleb on Chase on. And I think you'll, you'll to, the, to the Jaguars, yeah. the edge rusher. You put him across from. Um, Josh Allen, the defensive end Josh Allen, not the quarterback Josh Allen. And you've yep. got you've basically completely reloaded from where Yannick Ngakwe wants to be traded. Yannick Ngakwe mm-hmm. was not better than Josh Allen by the end of last year, anyways. Correct. So you're keeping Correct. a better pass rusher. You've got Caleb on Chase on, in my opinion, was he he was he was not getting enough hype as the type of pass rusher that he has the ability to be at the next level. Like he's put together. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about him wearing 18 as a red shirt sophomore for LSU. Like that's, that's phenomenal. You know, he's high character, you know, he's a leader. And as, uh, as cliche as it is, like Jacksonville is trying to, to redo their team culture. But at the end of the day, like he's explosive and he's got amazing bend. And those are two things you need as an outside pass rusher in the NFL to succeed. And for those two guys yeah, in the twenties, I was I was very impressed with those with those. Yes, yeah. great great point. Um, now, selfishly, I'm going to turn this conversation over to the second round because truly, truly, I want to talk Texans here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the in the second round the eighth overall pick, and uh, I kind of want to just focus on who the top ten picks in the second round might be. Mm-hmm. I know that we're releasing this podcast inches before the second round starts. So kudos to you if you're listening before uh, uh, the draft kicks off tonight. But uh, if you're listening to this afterwards, I want to just go on record and say, Bill O'Brien, you've made a enemy in me this off season. You got rid of my favorite player on the team in Deandre Hopkins. I'm not really ready to talk about it in depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, Laramie Tunzel, I don't know if you saw the breaking news today, but they signed Tunzel to a three-year, $66 million extension, uh, which is record-breaking for a tackle. Um, don't hate that, but um, there's lots of different holes on the Texans. Uh, offensive line is a decent need. Um, our secondary is Swiss cheese. Now, we just signed Michael Thomas. Um, not the receiver. <laughs> But uh, the strong safety who used to play for your boys last year. He, he's um he's probably uh, – actually, I don't know how good your secondary is. He might not play that much on defense, but he's like an awesome special teams player. Yeah, we've got Reed who is uh, – now, I, I always get them confused. Eric and Justin are the Reed brothers. One kneeled with Ka- Kaepernick and the other one is the young guy. I think it's Justin Reed is on the Texans. He's the younger guy. He's he's top five free safety in the league. Like, look at his tape from last year. Uh, I don't love the idea of drafting secondary 
with the second round pick that the Texans have. Here's who I want, Nick. And this is selfish. This is a just coming from a a place of desperation. Um, I want a skill player. And here's the thing. I don't think that the receivers left on the board are uh, elite. So I want to use the eighth pick in the second round to take a running back. Here's why. Uh, we just drafted, or we just traded for, rather, David Johnson, who we might uh, we might have heard of before. He's, he's okay. Um, I've got high hopes for the guy, and I really think that he can be explosive out of the backfield. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Three, four years ago, he was the number one fantasy running back in the league. So I do like the potential there. But does he have the tread on his wheels? Uh, you look at who the Texans had last year and Lamar Miller, uh, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, two, two out of those three are gone. Duke Johnson's still here, but I don't love the two headed combo of David Johnson and Duke Johnson, the D Johnson boys. I really, really, really would like to see a J.K. Dobbins. I really want to see a Jonathan Taylor. I really want to see a DeAndre Swift here. Um, if it comes to it that we don't take one of those guys, if we end up with a lineman, great. If we end up with Grant Delpit as a safety help, great. But you know who else would really, really tickle me? And I don't think he's getting past the Lions or the Patriots if it comes to it. But Espinosa, am I saying that right, from Iowa, the edge rusher? Uh, Espinosa. Espinosa. I like what I see from him a lot. And... Uh, I wouldn't hate restocking what used to be an excellent defensive rush with Merciless and Clowney and Watt. Uh, I kind of would like to see some ammo coming off the edge here. Uh, who of the remaining players, Nick? Yep. Say you have say you have a, a, a choice in the in the next ten slots. Who do you circle and who do you stay away from? Like, is there one or two guys that you're really surprised didn't go in the first? Is there one or two guys that you're hearing could go early in the second that you're like, I wouldn't touch him with a six to 10 foot pole. Uh, give me your quick thoughts on the second round here. That's upcoming tonight. So really quick, um, looking at it from a Texans perspective. Well, let me just say really quickly as a, as a guy for the giants that for the past 10 years, you know, we had went from Victor Cruz to Odell Beckham. And now we got Saquon. Like we've had skill position players and I've always been the guy that's like, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, I really want another skill position players because they're the sexy players. But yeah, the game is won and lost in the trenches. So I think that the best thing you can do is to get either offensive tackle help with uh, Josh Jones because aside from Laramie Tunsil, you don't have much. You're, you're so right, man. And Josh Jones is – he was, in my opinion, like a very fringe first-rounder. It just depended where everyone else went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or defensive line help with, with Epinesa. I think that those would be the two best options. You guys are primarily in a 3-4, so I don't think Gross Matos, the DN from Penn State, really fits. He's more of like a, what Minnesota runs, like that 4-3 with the end split out wide. That's typically what he should be doing. Yeah. Like he's, he's basically the exact same player college-wise as Daniil Hunter, so you can see how that translated. Um. But yeah, I think we're going to get more into depth with this uh, next week after we got the whole draft. Since we are a gambling pod, I've pulled up some NFL draft props for the remainder of the draft. I'm going to spring these on. I haven't run these by you yet, but oh no, let's let's hit me with the first one. This is this is probably one of the more popular ones. I've got a really strong opinion on it, but this is a hot button player. Hot hot button player. 
when will Jalen Hurts be drafted? Round two uh, is at minus 270. Round three okay. is plus 300. And after round three is plus 250. Um, here's what I'm doing. You you give me $100 to bet on this. Yeah. I'm splitting my bet 50-50 on round three and round three plus. Um, I will really, really take a hard look at the GM that takes Jalen Hurts in the second round. Me too. Because... I mean, listen, we, we touched base on this a, a little bit prior to recording, but me and you are both on the same wavelength here. He's not NFL ready. And I don't think that you can build a team around this guy. So why bother wasting a higher pick on the dude? Exactly. That, that's just my that's my thoughts on the guy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, l- l- let's maybe take that bet and uh, and, and wait for him. Uh, to fall to around three or further. Now, really quickly, uh, just so that the people at home listening can kind of keep up here, Nick and I uh, typically will just talk football. You know, that's what we did on Blue 42. Um, but we don't want to step on uh, our buddy's toes too much here. So we're really going to take the gambling aspect a little bit more seriously. And whether you're actually gambling at home or, you know, you just want to listen and hear, hear our dumb picks just for the fun of it, Nick and I are going to keep track of our weekly picks uh we're going to take uh you know take record of of the bets that me and him will just for fun take you know like this jalen hurts and these uh future ones and we're also going to and this is teasing a little bit how we're gonna end the pod um but we're going to end each podcast with a head-to-head bet and we're going to keep track of that all year too so um nick not to cut you off in between props here but do you really want to quickly take 30 seconds and just actually give the people at home who are listening our head-to-head records last year we we bet on every single game last year against the spread and i'm very happy with both of our records do you want to just uh, dangle those numbers before we move on to your next prop bet? Yeah, for sure. So last year we went uh, head-to-head on every uh, every week, every game. Um, we also bet imaginary money. We're not going to do that this year. It's just going to be records, and we're going to also incorporate best bets this year where we're going to talk about yes. what we're most yes. confident in rather than you just having to figure out, oh, he bet more on this game, therefore he's more confident. So <laughs> for me. the season, um, Connor was 124, 123, and 6. Uh, in the playoffs, he was seven two and one. Oh, so baby. overall one thirty one, one twenty five, and seven. So forty nine point eight percent win percentage, and that's with the pushes not counting as wins for this. Just because even though with pushes you do get your money back, yeah. but I I, under, I understand the hard marks there. Yeah. But to be around to be around fifty percent over a season, not to toot my own horn here, I'm I'm actually setting up what you're about to say uh, as a little bit more impressive. It's very hard. It is not a coin flip uh, to remain fifty percent throughout the season. Having said that, Nick. Hit us with your numbers and how you ended up last year because, folks, we've got a pro in the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if I can string it together for another year. But I was 134, 113, and 6 in the regular season, 6-3 and 1 in the playoffs. So 140, 116, and 7 overall. And that's a 53.2% win percentage. Oh my God, that's sexy. Uh, sorry, Nick, I cut you off. Let's let's rip through these uh, props, get to our head-to-head, and then wrap this boy up. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got one that's going to be our head-to-head because it's it's kind of more 
Palmy, sure. but I'm just going to, sure. I'm going to go with a couple of other um, fun ones. So who will be the highest drafted quarterback out of this group? It kind of ties in with the one before Jacob Eason, Jalen Hurts, or Jake Fromm. J- Eason is plus 100. Hurts is minus 130. So clearly the favorite and Fromm yeah, is plus 500. And sorry, say Fromm is plus 500. Yeah, and Eason is plus 100. Um, okay, so here's really, really, really quickly. Um, what people need to realize is this draft is being done by a singular person. And yes, there's scouting teams and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like if Jerry Jones wants, you know, for example, Jalen Hurts, like he's going to have them. So you have to mix in the fact that some NFL GMs are actually idiots. <clears throat> and somebody might actually rank Jalen Hurts really high and, and take him and surprise us. I even just for the what you're getting back, the return on that, I don't would you say it was minus one seventy for minus one thirty. Minus one thirty. I don't love those odds. So just for my money, I'd actually be betting on From because uh, he, out of those three, I don't think that he's much better, but like with those odds that you're giving me too, like if I can quintuple whatever I put down, like a ten dollar bet is fifty bucks. There's a dinner when COVID's over for me and my lovely lady. Uh, I don't hate the From pick because he's also kind of your meat and potatoes out of the other guys. J- Eason fits the same mold here, but From a little bit of accuracy issues doesn't have the best release. But if you're kind of looking for your, you know typical looking quarterback uh, i've heard great things about his football iq learning the playbook audibling like his hot routes i've heard really good things about his intangibles so i could see somebody like a seahawks for example taken from in the third round as a russell wilson backup um, and being happy with that assuming that hurts falls a little bit so what are your thoughts? I, I would lean Eason on this just because I don't think that Hertz or Fromm have the tools to ever be a successful NFL quarterback. But Eason, at least, he's got the mobility, size, and arm. So yeah, I think that fair. what you've got to look at when it comes to the draft, too, is a lot of the time when you, when you get to the mid-rounds, you'll have – quarterbacks are always going to go earlier. But yeah, the, they're inflated. the project they're, they're- quarterbacks – are this like they're going to start coming off at the end of round two and between the end of round two and round four. That's when they tend to go. And there's always a guy like Eason who he's got the tools, but he hasn't put it together. And he, you know, he's not like the perfect prospect by any means, but they always tend to go in that range. I think that people are going to be enamored with like the arm strength and everything. So I, I would put my money on Eason there. So you're going, you're going east and I'm going from. Is this going to be our head-to-head bet? Or? No, no. Our head-to-head bet is going to be way simpler because it's our first pod. And, you know, yeah. You know what? We'll just we'll go to that right now because it's the oh, baby. easy way. So, obviously, the Houston Texans, your team, <gasps> did not have a first-round pick. So their next pick will be their first pick in the NFL draft. Okay. I like where this is going a lot. Offensive player, minus 280. Defensive player, plus 190. Real simple, one or the other. Is it offense or is it defense? Um, Okay. So I don't want to beat the dead horse and repeat anything that we've said about the Texans because we we were a little Texans heavy a couple minutes ago. But here's my... I got the odds wrong. It's plus 145 offense, minus 190 defense. My bad. Oh, 
that changes things because right off the bat, when you read those initial odds, I was like, oh, that makes sense because it should be an offensive player here. Yeah, I was reading the players. Roster wise, if you look at the roster, they really need help defensively, right? So if, say, for example, uh, Epinosa is available, they'll probably take him, right? So that kind of goes without saying. But aside from him, I know that there's some cornerbacks that are left, and 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 his name is escaping me. But um, Fulton, uh, yes, Fulton. He was a fringe first rounder for me. I wouldn't hate Fulton, um, but here's the thing that people are forgetting. If you're Bill O'Brien and you're making these draft decisions, Deshaun Watson is in a contract year right now. You've just lost him, his best friend on the team and his best receiver in Hopkins. Uh, You've replaced his running attack with, you know, uh, potentially a washed up 30 year old in David Johnson. You're kinda, you kind of you kind of got to prove to Deshaun, like, listen, dude, we're, we're trying to surround you with winning type players. Here are some more uh, skill positions for you. Here's somebody to help with your offensive line. Here's a fucking tight end that we haven't had. We haven't had a tight end that's uh, name worthy in the last couple of years. Um, so I think if you're giving me the odds, an offensive player is the one to go. Um and yeah, those plus odds, I kind of love that. So I will take offense. Does that force you to take defense since we're going head to head here? It kind of does, but I was actually going to go defense anyways, which is fine by me. Um, and my reasoning is pretty simple. So when you look at the Texans, yep. quarterback solved. B.O.B. Sure. probably thinks running back is solved. He's got two of them. You would he acquired. You, the, 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 yeah. So he's probably yeah. in his head thinking like, okay, I've got guys there receiver in his head is probably solved and realistically you don't have a bad receiver yeah a lot of people are like okay listen if i can have five seconds on this uh brandon cooks um will fuller uh kiki kuti and uh who's the guy that we just signed the offseason kenny stills Kenny Stills, yeah. Oh, Kenny Stills and no, but there's another guy that we just picked up from the Cowboys. He used to be on the Cowboys and the Packers. Oh, I don't know. I'm really Oh man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my you guys, my you have, you have good receivers like Brandon Cook. We do yeah, we a do. lot of speed there. Like the top four with Stills, Cooks, uh Fuller, and Kuti, like that is a lot of speed. Keep, keep, keep talking. I'm gonna find out the name of the other guy because it was three years twenty seven million that we signed him yeah. for. So anyways, like that, that'll give me time to go with my point. So the reason that I'm more comfortable with defense anyways is, sure, I've got to bet more. Like it's minus 190, so I've got to bet 190 to win 100. That's fine yeah. by me when I'm considering that they probably aren't going to pick an offensive skill player because uh, I think your tight end was fine. Like he came in in a couple situations and he's going to – with that amount of speed, like there's going to be a lot more open underneath for them. Yeah. So then I'm looking at defense. You've got – you just lost uh, Clowney. Well, you gave him away. Yep. Uh, pushing oh, gone. It's been a really hard year for Watt, me. <laughs> Watt hurt all the time. Who is Merciless still there or was he just hurt? Merciless, we, we just – we re-signed him last year. He's like the last uh, crown jewel oh, that we well, have. Was he hurt all last year? Am I right about that? Randall Cobb. We have we Randall signed Cobb. Randall Cobb. That's it. Okay. So Randall Cobb right, okay. called that. So you're not going to yeah. take a receiver. You're probably not going to take a running back. Probably not going to take a quarterback. You're probably not going to – you might take a tackle, but you might be able to get out of it by thinking we just got Tunsil. And oh, yeah. we drafted that tackle last year anyways. 
we drafted two we drafted two linemen last year okay so you're probably not taking like that's a lot of offensive positions out and then you look at defense and yes you do have a solid safety but your cornerbacks were so shitty that you were signing tampa bay buccaneers castoffs in the season just to get by <laughs> like Vern and, and, was and, like and, most, and you you signed you literally gary signed, and conley, yeah, conley he flamed out at the raiders yeah and just to put this in context everyone the raiders cut conley the week of the texans game they, and then we signed him and him. started him that's against the Raiders. Little, that's how little respect for Conley his own team had for him. So they didn't think like, he was going to be a backer. You need linebackers. You need pass rushers. You need interior linemen. You have a need yeah. at almost every position, and you play multiple safeties at a time because anyone who's smart does. So yeah, you no, can it's rationalize taking any defensive player, but you, it's hard to rationalize taking an offensive player. So he, I he, here's the thing: those, man, those bad I, odds, and I'll take the defensive. Fair enough. If if I end up, if 24 hours from now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my team, and we have either Grant Delpit or Epinosa, fine. My worry is that Bob is going to fuck this up. And listen, we've been talking about the Texans for too long. Um, Nick, it's great to have you back, buddy. It's great to be back um, talking pods with you. And uh, do you have anything to wrap this this boy up with? Uh, no, just real quick. We're going to work out kind of when you will be hearing from us going forward. We'll update you guys with the new socials yeah. and uh, everything will be through the behind the wheel brand now. And we're looking forward to building something with you guys. We're glad to have our our fans from before back and we're really hoping to get some new ones and uh hopefully make some money this year yeah guys so uh listen we're gonna have lots of stuff coming up so a little bit to tease you with um as we kind of figure out final rosters we're gonna help you guys doing mock drafts with uh your fantasy teams um and uh you know any, any potential ways that we can make money, we're going to make money. Oh, I sorry. One last huge thing, and I completely forgot about this. Nick, I need two minutes of your time here. That's okay. I had one more thing too, so let's go. Okay. When, when we were on the Behind the Wheel live draft update, mm-hmm. I made the first bet in, well, in my name on the Behind the Wheel, but kind of in the spirit of the Double or Nothing podcast, I, I spoke for us. Tell me what you think about this. Uh, just a, just a quick yes if you're with me, no if you're not. Uh, Justin Herbert was taken six overall by the Chargers last night, and uh, he is going to be an okay quarterback in, in my in my eyes. Kev said I wouldn't touch that guy with a ten foot pole. I don't think that he surpasses any of the following categories: yards, wins, or touchdowns. Total career. And he's comparing him to Blake Bortles. So do you think that Justin Herbert in any of those categories, yards, wins, or touchdowns, will surpass Blake Bortles in those career statistics? Yes or no? Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. We are about to make $500. What is your last thing? And then we will wrap this up. Uh, so the only thing that we know for sure is that we're going to definitely do a bit of a draft recap next uh, next week at some point. That's yes. going to be largely from the fantasy perspective. Like we said, we want to step on the toes of our buddies at the 4x4. So just keep in mind, guys, tuning to the draft, watch the draft, because rounds like the middle rounds of the draft, they have – always have studs like that's where dk metcalf went that's where yes. debo samuel went this is where yes. fantasy championships are won because whether Darius you're in a league or what, year last year. yeah like no matter what type of league you're in 
this is where you're going to get value and surprise and like offensive rookies of the year and guys that are going to put up points that you aren't going to guys with chips on their shoulders. Like this is where the serious ballers who thought they might be at the top of the draft, if they fall, they're going to say, okay, let's see what happens. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder and just remember like Michael Thomas was a second round pick. And he's arguably the best receiver in the league right now. Wouldn't you have wished that we were doing a pod back then to tell you in your keeper league with all your buddies from university to pick him? Because yeah. obviously we would have told you to do that because we, we obviously we know we know our shit. Exactly. Know our shit. All right. So we'll talk to you guys next week. And thanks. Uh, thanks for coming back with us. Cheers, guys.